Be still and know that God is here. Be still and know that God is here. Be still and know that God is here. In the name of the Creator, Redeemer, and Sustainer. Amen. I was born again at 7 a.m. on September 15th, 2000. Maybe I should explain. Just the night before, my wife Kim and I had returned to our home in California from our three-week trip to China, where we had been united with our new and not-yet-one-year-old daughter, Taylor Yangshing Tucker Gray. The next morning, Kim, though reluctantly, said goodbye to our new daughter and her wife and headed off to work. She worked out of town. It included going to the airport and getting on a plane. And so when she left for work, she really left for work. So there I was, a brand new mother, and I do really mean brand new, going on 12 days under my belt with a baby girl who we had just brought home from halfway around the world. To grasp the full intensity of that moment, I should also share that until that very moment, our new daughter had not once allowed me to hold her without breaking into a serious no-holds-bar screaming fit. And now here we were, she and I, alone. I had no idea what to do, no idea how to be a mom. So as it turns out, I did what moms have done for centuries in these moments of uncertainty. I simply sat on her bedroom floor, looked at this beautiful little baby, and burst into tears. <laughs> Mine were not tears, though, of pain or sadness, but tears of overwhelming awe and wonder. I quickly realized deep, deep joy, even in the moment of not knowing what to do. Deep, deep joy as I looked at my new beautiful little daughter. There was nothing else in the world that it mattered to me in that moment. I remember feeling both a little helpless and also completely present. And I knew that everything going forward would matter in a different way because of this little baby. Now today, as only God could have planned with these readings for our service, today is the day just moments before our daughter's 22nd birthday later this week. And with this day, I can now see with hindsight that having that child literally placed in the center of my life that day changed everything that I valued. I knew that I would forever be reminded that I was no longer to be the center of my world. In other words, that was the day I was born again. Children can do that, you know, whether they are your own or not. Children in our lives help us reprioritize, reframe, and remember what is truly important and holy and sacred. 
children perhaps because they are more often truly present and capable of living in the moment can jar us out of our illusions of control and autonomy. Children can speed us up or slow us down in a heartbeat, but either way they draw us out of our own frenzy and they can help re reorient us to true north. Jesus must have known all of that as we read in the gospel this morning. And while first century and 21st century attitudes and beliefs about children may be indeed worlds apart, time and time again, children show up in Jesus's stories quite a bit and have a very special role. Jesus uses children not as role models or sentimental hallmark card-like images, but as emphatic and iconic reminders that when we get too far out in front, when we become too focused on things of the empire, the powers and principalities that can govern our lives and influence our choices, when we get seduced into thinking that might makes right, or when one screams loudest in order to win an argument, or that we are unworthy if we are not employed or insured or educated to a certain degree. When any of those things can get us stuck, Jesus simply reaches down, picks up a child, the one who has no economic worth, no status, no education, no power or influence, and gently puts her in the middle of the group and says something like this. Stop arguing. Pay attention. Get out of the center of your own world. Love her. And when you love her, you will love me. <laughs> Any questions? Sometimes I think we need to stop and remember the value of what it means to be fully present, to take time to remember the value of being silent or really listening deeply to one another or remembering the simplicity of our own belovedness. Jesus holds up a child again and again as our reminder that our greatness is measured in direct proportion to our willingness to attend to what may never be valued by the world's standards. Greatness in the kingdom, or as we like to say at Trinity, in the kinship of heaven, is measured by what we do for others when no one else is looking. Each time Jesus reaches down to lift up and bless a child, nothing advances in his social position, and yet I believe those are the moments, those are the moments now and then when the kinship of heaven is laid out before us. This is the paradox of the gospel reading from this morning. To be first, we are invited to go last. We here at Trinity are a progressive, inclusive, creative downtown and online community of faith, visibly and palpably embracing this paradoxical nature of what it means to be great every day in kinship terms. Our greatness, our faithfulness, 
our devotion, our willingness to follow the way of love by following Jesus will be measured through our willingness to live on the margins of a culture that wants to seduce us into thinking that it knows what is greatest. Our greatness, our faithfulness, our devotion to the way of love will be seen and felt and change our lives each time we make room for someone else at the table, each time that we take time to really listen to the hurt or the joy of another. Our greatness, our faithfulness, our devotion to being followers of the way will be felt in the greater Toledo area and the ways that we've expanded this community through Trinity at home. When we push ourselves to reach out and connect with those in the world that feel fear or have been rejected and rejected especially by the church. Embracing this paradox means claiming a posture of surrender and turning over and trusting what cannot always be seen or understood. Our strength is found not by might, but through the unshakable certainty of love. I always want to point out that being last and servant of all is not synonymous, though, with being a doormat. We are not called to be spiritual wet noodles. Oh no, not any of us, for sure. In fact, it is quite possible to me that when we, what we are talking about is quite the opposite. I believe the place of greatest strength, of greatest faithfulness, and the posture of devotion is unparalleled in potential as Jesus points us towards remembering that we are our best selves when we can source all of who we are and all of what we want to do from a place of selfless love. And that kind of love takes courage in the face of living in this world. It is a strength and clarity that comes from our deepest selves, the core of who we are made in the image of God. It is the strength of character that emerges when we are able to say to our very developed egos, please sit down, I've got this, you don't have to take control. It is strength and clarity that comes from remembering so much of what we seem to forget when we grow out of our childhood and then we change. We forget to be present. We forget or try not to be vulnerable, just as children are. Children are approachable because they know no fear. Returning to that place ourselves is some of the greatest faithfulness we can show in the world. So what do we have to do in faithful response to this paradoxical lesson in Mark this morning? Well, maybe it's as simple and sometimes as complicated as learning to simply stop. Stop chasing, stop worrying, stop arguing, stop striving or plotting or scheming towards our own success. And maybe instead, do something simply to remember that we are beloved as children of God. Imagine you are the child that Jesus lifts up today. That little girl, that little boy, that little beautiful child of God that Jesus picks up today and places in the center of the disciples, recognizing and affirming your belovedness. 
not in spite of your shortcomings, your weaknesses, your mistakes, your doubts, and your fears, but rather because at your core, who you are is none of those things. At your core, you are love. At your core, you are a beautiful child. And yes, somewhere deep down inside, even today, you were and still are a beautiful expression of that love. The very beauty of your soul outshines every mistake that any of us have, has ever made. We are good, we are kind, we are loved. So today, may we gift ourselves this paradox, learning to trust that when we are great when we stop trying to be first and best. We are loved in the moments when we feel most unlovable. We are worthy in the place we stand, even when we feel lost and afraid. May we lose ourselves in that moment from time to time so that we can be truly found. May we trust what is unseen so that we can grow deeper in our faith. And may we die a little death every day so that we too can be jarred out of our routines and our ruts to be born again through the smallest and most beautiful reminders, like a child placed in the lap of her mother. Oh, and Taylor, if you're watching this anytime this week, happy birthday. May it be so.